0: This is a Honky Tonk Man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time, and you're listening to The Wrestler Review.
1: Hello, welcome to The Wrestler Review. I am a robot. John Hastings is my co-host, right? Hi, everyone.
0: I'm I'm not the co-host, I'm the host, you're the co-host,
1: and welcome oh, to... Oh, no, wait, you know co-host means, like, that's a shared title, you don't have to have a host and a co-host. It's no. not like a sidekick, but I would say you're my sidekick. No, you're my sidekick. It's uh, It's me, Dylan G., hot in the morning with my sidekick, <sighs> actual pedophile John. Hey,
0: we're getting crazy, it's me and scumbag Dylan, who's tired, because it's he's recording it after... Or before noon and he doesn't get up. That's why he smells bad. He's got a drinking problem. He drinks glue.
1: (laughs) Hey, it's Wolfman Dylan and actual racist John. John will be weirdly talking about eugenics and the Wolfman's going to be barking in your mom's puss.
0: Ow! Some of that's not true. The Wolfman thing only. (laughs) The
1: Wolfman thing?
0: The Wolfman wolfman thing Um,
1: not true. Everything else true. John... You're a big you're a big heavy metal fan.
0: I certainly am. And
1: I and I think this episode is gonna be fantastic. Cause we're doing Van Hammer.
0: Yeah He's walking to the ring with a guitar for no reason. <laughs> I always remember in Mick Foley's book is the best point ever, which is if you're walking around with something and they don't see you use it, it's abundantly clear you don't know how. In that like yeah. Cactus Jack briefly walked to the ring with a whip but never actually whipped it, so he <laughs> didn't know how. Uh, yeah. Shane Douglas would skateboard, but Johnny Ace would never skateboard. Clearly, only he, only Shane Douglas could skateboard. Van Hammer would walk to the ring with a nice, actual, expensive guitar. And the only time he used it is one time he used it to shoot confetti at Cactus Jack. And then they had what I would say is the best match of Van Hammer's career ever, which was a no, uh, a false count anywhere match on uh, A Clash of Champions. It was ridiculous. This guy is clearly just a wrestling trainer. Saw him, particularly Boris Molinko, and Dance Byvear, and were like, Well, this guy definitely could be an Ultimate Warrior esque guy, and he just yeah. isn't that good. And also, he has a face that makes it seem like he's always bored in the ring.
1: Yeah, he's. It's a weird choice to look at the dude and automatically think babyface, because for me, when I see his face, I'm like, Oh shit. Shithead. Yeah, like he, he looks, looks like a shitty wiener.
0: What I what I was thinking as I was watching some matches, I was like, man, this guy would have made a b- amazing natural born thriller.
1: <laughs> well, because he actually kind of looks like Chuck. he has Chuck Palumbo's uh, hair curls. I will say that, not color, but cur- curls yeah. definitely. Doesn't have it's his busi- weird...
0: Does not have Chuck's business acumen or his ability to um, not go bald but he does have the same curly hair. (laughs) He also has, I think, always the worst ring attire ever. This is a big episode. We're covering all the great things in the Wrestler Review. Shitty wrestler. (laughs) Member of the Misfits of Action. Member of the Flock. Oh, shit. Yep. Uh... They tried to get him into a feud it. with the Dungeon of Doom that did not work. Yeah. Trained by Iceman Kings Parsons, I think the to have the worst haircut in wrestling and the worst chest tattoo in wrestling.
1: <laughs> Why? What was the chest tattoo?
0: It was like a weird circle with some stuff in it, and it looked like a terrible birthmark.
1: <laughs> that's what you, That's how you know a tattoo is good. When you go for body art but hit birthmark. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. Is that
0: a stain on your actual skin? No, it's a sun. I'm the
1: Iceman. Would you get a tattoo?
0: Yeah, I already got one of you. Really? It's on my
1: dick because I got a fat dick. No, it's not. No. The only tattoo on your dick is uh, two lips, and that's a dog. It's because you fuck dogs.
0: I don't. Who's the stand-up comedian who had a bit about getting a tattoo of a dick on his dick?
1: Like someone when they want to like me when i was 17 and you when you were 17 <laughs> those stand up comedians <laughs> no it's like there was someone like a classic toronto open open
0: micer circa 2009 like this is what no one talks about no one talks about in stand up comedy that is gone now is that mm-hmm. because it's popular because of the internet we've really pushed out the lunatics from the thing that pays for us to do this fake radio show and cuz there there used to be there was a guy who would perform at the Toronto Yuck Yikes. He performed on Wednesdays for something
1: like fifteen years. Yeah, but that's uh, that's just part of the game. I don't. Th- I think those people are still around, John. I I just think that you are not exposed to them. I miss them. I because love being exposed. That's more of a North American thing because the British comedy scene is kind of like there's. It's big enough that there can be two circuits. But there's some some no, I shouldn't say it's a North America thing. It's a thing where it's like if you move to a city like London or New York or LA, then there's you can there's gonna be multiple circuits where it's like uh there's the learning how to do comedy circuit, there's the I'm good but no one knows it yet. Then there's the starting into paid work, established paid work, and then like famous, right? Yeah. And uh but in small cities like uh Toronto where we both started pretty much, uh There's like 150 comedians, so it's like, oh, that guy was on uh, Conan O'Brien last week, and this guy thinks his whole body is a fruit. Yeah, He thinks he's a a peach. In the
0: the same way that wrestling used to have guys that were not athletes, could not be athletic, Mm -hmm. athletic. Mm -hmm. should not be not wearing a shirt, and they would be on television every Saturday morning fighting Ric Flair. (laughs) But that's... I mean, we've look up, about this guys, before. look up the Mulkey twins. They have the worst bodies of
1: any human
0: being I've ever seen.
1: Because, I mean, we'll get into the chrono- chronology of Van Hammer's career soon, I'm sure. But I watched some matches when Van Hammer was just a flat out jobber, like 98, 99, 2000. And it's just how ineffective it is because it's this weird thing where he's big. He. He would be a huge power opponent for like a cruiserweight on a winning, and then be like, yeah. "Oh, look! And he can do his power moves to this big guy too. Like that would be great." It's
0: also, it's also so, so fucking horrible that he was used as a jobber in '98, '99. Like that's when he was a jobber. Yeah. By the way, he started wrestling in 1991.
1: It's insane. He. Well, I've been, and you look I've been for doing tenants
0: of like. I've been doing yeah. this eight years yeah you're as qualified as uh the hardy boys were when they were 15 years
1: old <laughs> but this that was the start of the era that we are now living in of course the era of there are no jobbers there are just characters that suck okay well now you're a jobber yeah you're bad it's it's, uh, it's crazy he, it's crazy that this guy worked for the, the guy was uh trained by a malenko and still was this bad
0: it's insane. He got a big push. The Iceman King Parsons, for being terrible looking, was a very big deal. He was a star in Texas and was a big part of the WCCW roster. Never really left. Um, they were t- uh, teamed together in North Georgia Wrestling. Um, and then slowly, by the way, his the referee for this, Van Hammer's brother. Very quickly, Dusty <laughs> Rhodes saw this guy and was like, oh, we got to have him. Clearly, because he's like he's got a big body, we need a counterpoint to someone like the ultimate warrior who is still fucking running wild up no baby um and who was his first opponent in wcw johnny b bad Uh, johnny b bad in the best part of johnny b bad's career where it was this man's in blackface he's black and that's bad boo him (laughs) (laughs) do you like
1: little richard yes no you don't boo him
0: yeah remember Not only is Little Richard black, he's also possibly gay. Get him, fans.
1: You know, Van Hammer went on his own unbeaten streak of 42 straight win for beating being beaten by Cactus Jack. Holy shit! Maybe is... he was the first Goldberg. Man, he is the first Goldberg, and I'm gonna say it: a better wrestler than Goldberg. You imagine if? Uh, <laughs> do you imagine if um, Goldberg instead of the spear and the jackhammer, uh, he finished people with a slingshot suplex? Oh my God! He slingshot suplexed the giant. The very tenants, I was gonna say this: the very tenants of making a guy who. Is only like not very good at wrestling, but he just looks good. Like he has, he just looks like ripped and huge and shit. The tenets of making a dude like that uh, established are basically like you look at Lex Luger, which is Lex Luger had a cool finishing move and some fun ring gear and uh, carried himself as like a regular person would for most. They don't they don't come out with a guitar they don't play with a dumb hat. And use a fucking finisher from the nineteen seventies. Like, give the guy a power move for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And also that- maybe not give him the gimmick of heavy
0: metal, Van Hammer. Because here's the problem with that of being like, he's a rock star, is that to wrestling fans they're like, well, I like rock music. That's not a rock star. That's just a guy. That's like that that, that guy is the same as Randy who mows my mum's lawn. He just is yeah. in a band like it's that's actually really sad. So what you're saying is he's wrestling to pay the bills. But what he actually wants to be is Eddie Van Halen or Van Halen Van Halen. Fuck me.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a fucking yeah, yeah. loser.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Not Dan Hagar, bro. Only Van Halen. Um, also, it's always so sad. It's. But also watching him, yeah, you could give him a power move, but he's not hes not a good wrestler. The pro, like, He was—he yeah. actually did one. He does a great high cross body, which is not a compliment. It's basically saying he knows how to fall well. True.
1: <laughs> and they try this gimmick, and he's already, already, there have already been heavy metal characters. Like, Man Mountain Rock is already in the rear view. No, 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 no,
0: no, 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 no. Man Mountain Rock had... Was was after this. Man Mountain Rock was like ninety-three, ninety-four.
1: No, you're right. Yes, it was ninety-five.
0: What was he aping was the Freebirds, which is worse because the Freebirds were also in WCW. And this isn't the cool in Texas, like, We're from Georgia. Texas people suck dicks. Uh this yeah. is the Jimmy Jam Garvin, Michael P. S. Hayes Freebirds, where they literally sing to the ring and they're both really fat and their only dance move <laughs> is to move around with a cane and then drop to their knee. It is Michael Hayes. The idea that that guy is booking the WWE, is the head of creative for both SmackDown and Raw. You're like, you want to know why it's the way it is? This guy who's like, this is... A guy who will tell you he is an acclaimed rock singer because he penned Bad Street USA is in charge of a publicly traded company and also banging
1: 20 year Yeah, exactly. He also... While legit looking like a pile of coats with a wig on, it has had sex with like Eva. Mar-
0: it's, it's insane. So, I just feel like Eva Marie um, could have done better. Like she could have just you know fucked a bag. <laughs>
1: She legit could have, yeah. She could have turned. uh, She could have waited four days and put a sandwich outside in the hot, hot sun that had a lot of mayonnaise in it, and then turned the bag inside out and just shoved that in her in her body, and it would have been probably half as good as having sex with Michael Hayes. But like, you know what? At least the bag isn't telling me uh, how he should be able to say it. Ooh, the bag's in me. Is it saying, why can't I say it? And that I don't even, st- I still don't think Obama's American. He's a Muslim. You are uh, 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 recording oh, this Obama's Skype. a Muslim. So you uh, cut out, so all I heard
0: was static, and then I just heard you go, Obama's a Muslim, <laughs> which
1: made the whole thing <laughs> so
0: much better, because then it just made it seem like, oh, there's just dead air. Dylan needs to cover it with one of his views. <laughs> Obama's a Muslim. You know that whatchamacallits who used to be president, Muslim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if he's hey man, if he's not Muslim, why do I think he's Muslim? <laughs>
0: you know, there's no arguing
1: with that, that logic. That's, that's Michael P.S. Hayes, though. Michael P.S. Hayes probably thinks that Trump is a liberal.
0: Michael P.S. Hayes has definitely said to someone what. You're telling me that your wife doesn't know that she's also your toilet.
1: (laughs) I'm not saying hit your wife, but pushing isn't hitting. It's pushing them.
0: Uh, I kayfabe my wife in that she thinks that she's going to be able to leave without dying. (laughs) Just a bit of kayfabe.
1: So what do you never what forget you do yeah uh,
0: seriously watch the Van Hammer cactus Jack Falls counter anywhere match, and then just stick yeah. around to see what the next segment is just to show how stupid it is. they had the same gimmick made even more abundantly clear that Michael Hayes and Jimmy Jam Garvin then sing for ten minutes. It's awful
1: it's like uh ninety one wCW is just absolutely. Uh, is perfect it's really doesn't get the credit for being how fun it is
0: 1991 wcw the most realistic character on the roster the yep. most realistic characters were cactus jack and Abdullah the butcher they had a logic to their actions other people oz yep big josh big josh is a, talked about but not nearly enough as he's a lumberjack who dances with bears and it beats up people <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, so Van Hammer teamed with Big Josh, and this is keep in mind is this the uh, this is the Pizza Hut Man uh, era? Is it not? Jim it the guy Hurd. an executive. Yeah, this is, this is Jim the Hurd this era? is
0: the beginning of the end of the Jim Hurd era. So Jim Hurd leaves towards the end of the year because Jack Petrick, who was the top top correspond or the the bridge between Turner and WCW, who brought in Jim Hurd, Jim Hurd was like, I don't want to work with Dusty. And Jack Petrick was like, well, I just paid Dusty a lot of money. You can fuck off. And then they start bringing in Kip Fry. So the one thing you'll notice is 91, towards the end of 91 and through 1992, it briefly – the production value gets way better because Kip Fry was just a producer. And it's actually really noticeable. And they do one good thing, which is weird that I bring this up. They start using Missy Hyatt as like a correspondent for the action in the back, sort of like how Tammy would later be used as a reporter. And it was just yeah. good, but it was also like – because it was Missy Hyatt, she she comes across as sort of like weirdly dumb, but also clearly knows a lot about wrestling. So it sort of works in that like this isn't what she actually wants to be doing. You know that it's going to go into something else. But it was like – it was a good first chapter for a story that was never actually written. Van Hammer, by the way, yeah. the reason why we we're dancing around is he's never really put into a program. It's basically with Cactus Jack briefly – then he's kind of in and out of tag teams for a little while in 1992. They put him kind of against Steve Austin a couple of times, but he always loses. Then um, he returns again and like goes into matches with Greg the Hammer Valentine a lot. Like There's so many on the network. When you type in Van Hammer on the search, <laughs> he faces Greg yeah. the Hammer Valentine more than heroin has battled with Greg the Hammer
1: Valentine. Um, well, I assume it's one of those things where – Hey, um, can you be more competent like this guy is? Like, Greg Valentine, for all that you hate about him, very competent wrestler, got a lot out of what he was given. Van Hammer, exact opposite. Just bad. Bad at his job. (laughs) Just high paid and bad at his job for an extended period of time. Also, why would you push a guy and be like, first of all, you like heavy metal. All right, well, this isn't going well. He's not really that good at wrestling. No one really cares about him. Put him with a lumberjack who's friendly. Done. That makes f- sense, right? The heavy metal tag team, a lumberjack. Oh, yeah, guitars.
0: What are guitars made of, Dylan?
1: Well, think about this. What? Are, what's another name for a guitar? An axe. Oh, they're the swinging axes. So. so
0: I really miss the
1: old trope of WWF in the late '80s, where every tag team was a something-something connection. <laughs> they could use a couple connections. I feel like the world could use a connection and an Express. Oh yeah, there also needs to be an Express. Um,
0: yeah. uh, and also, I've been really getting into. I've been listening to a lot of Jim Cornette podcasts, so I've been watching old Midnight Express um, matches. You got to watch John, them on you YouTube, to- because. Yeah they walk out to the they don't all they want their theme for the Midnight Express is just the theme from the movie Midnight Express. Yeah, it's great. So it's It's like
1: fucking one of the best themes.
0: It is a great theme, but it's also like, you know that movie about a man being mentally and sexually abused in a prison? Check out these studs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These guys are here to fuck. As you yeah. can tell by the by the soundtrack, a crying game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Brock Lesnar starts just using the theme from uh, the fifth Dar- Dirty Harry, where that woman gets revenge on all her rapists.
1: <laughs> Why is Brock Lesnar using a bunch of the music from Schindler's List? Yeah, you... it's just speak. Hide. Yeah. Hide at the cl- I'm gonna kick your ass, Samoa Joe. Can't hide you anymore.
0: Um i got to say this. I've I've tried to watch wrestling again. Modern wrestling is the most annoying thing I've ever seen. Like, The last month has just been a bag. The fact that the Punjabi prison prison match is being brought back is literally just like, it is a sign of the time. Van Hammer is going to get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, by the way. And we are entering the second year of his career on, at the time, the second biggest wrestling company in the fucking world. And he hadn't even been put into a fucking feud yet. By the way, his first feud is when he joins the Flock in 97.
1: It's this weird thing where he, you can just kind of subsist of doing job matches. Because I think they basically saw this guy and they signed him like you would a professional sports star. Where you saw the potential, so you signed him to a long-term contract and just kept him on TV so he could learn. But the thing... That they do with this guy that they shouldn't have done is they never change it. If you think the guy's good all of a sudden, change his name. Like, he doesn't have to be Van Hammer forever. No. It's like no. the mid 90s. You can just be like, America hat. You can tell he likes America because of his America hat. So, like, you're Southern wrestling. Use it. Doesn't make any sense. The person who, by the way, at least wrote Van Hammer's Wikipedia likes Van Hammer more than I like anything because he actually writes <laughs> that in August of 1992 oh sorry in September he differentiates between months for Van Hammer like you'll legitimately you can look up um the Wikipedia for um fuck like the Boer War if you look at the Wikipedia for the Boer War yeah and then you look up 1992 van hammer they have the same amount of depth because in september van hammer went on a 10 match winning streak defeating ddp kevin nash and the super invader this paid off with a u.s title opportunity against rick rude which he lost and then he started teaming with who john big josh again eric watts
0: oh is this when he then went after eric watts Oh, okay. For those of you who don't know who Eric Watts is, it's Bill Watts' son, and he has the weirdest body I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. In that he's really fat, but for some reason has the crest of where abs should be, even though he's fat.
1: Now, if we're going to rank promoter's son, as far as like, you know what I mean? All right. Here, I, got, I, can, I can do it already. Okay. Okay.
0: Shane McMahon is number one, which is not good for everybody else. Then it Did goes you Greg watched- Gagne...
1: Yeah, did you ever watch Gareth Bischoff by any? I certainly did.
0: He was going to be number th- he was going to be number 3. No, he's number 5. He's number 5. Who's number 2? No, he's number 3. Number 2 is Greg Ganya.
1: Greg Ganya was fine except for the fact that he just didn't he looked bored.
0: Yeah, he looks like he doesn't want to be there. Greg Ganya is also one of those guys that when you look at him now when he's 50 you're like that's what you've always like that's what you sh- that's who you should have been the entire time.
1: I feel like Gareth Bischoff could have been number 1 just because if you look up Gareth Bischoff, he just exudes this shitty fuckbag aura. Like, he has the same aura of just being a just a bag of utter shit that his that dad said, has.
0: But that said, Shane McMahon actually isn't that bad of a wrestler for someone who's wrestled, let's say, 12 times. Like, Gareth Bischoff was on the <laughs> yeah. TNA roster and was not good.
1: That is very true.
0: Also, like, but and why McMahon's would he need to? Also- his dad is, like... Gareth Bischoff's kids are taken care of for life. His dad made so much money from fucking Turner.
1: Yes, and he got into, yeah, producing, right? Like, as soon as... Essentially, as soon as WCW wrapped up, um, Garrett B- or Eric Bischoff started producing reality shows. So he basically went from one low-cost programming to another. The man is the king of low-cost programming. Oh, yeah, of course he is.
0: And also gave us the greatest reality television show ever, Wrestling with the Stars or whatever the fuck it was called.
1: Wrestling with the Stars. Oh, with the Todd Bridges and the... We could do an entire episode on Todd Bridges. I think uh, Todd Bridges could have made it. Legit. He could have been a champion had he not made so much more money doing a thing that's way better. Yeah, done crack too.
0: He had not actually murdered a man. Never forget, like, Todd Bridges got off murdering a guy because he was like, I did so much crack I can't remember if I did or didn't, and they could not prove if that was true or not.
1: So they were like, well, I guess he's not guilty. (laughs) So it's 1993 now, and Van Hammer still loves metal. He right? This guy, this guy has had less gimmicks than fucking John Cena up to this point. Two years in, within the no. Brad th- really doesn't like him. Uh, no, what if a guy him. likes metal and he was with a lumberjack? What if a guy liked metal and he was with was, this he, weird chested guy, guy? His dad's a racist. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, no, uh, Bill Watts is not a racist. How could he be a racist? This is the greatest point. He's like, how could I be a racist? My god's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Oh no. I have no. a question
1: though. Like you look at Van Hammer and it's booked kind of a lot. Like stuff is booked now. Yeah, he's booked like Roman Reigns quite frankly. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, oh this doesn't work. Let's uh keep him let's do the exact same thing over and over and over and over again. He's not and booked like Roman Reigns. Like he's not like shoved down your throat to that extent.
0: Not to but- that extent, but ver- like he's he's pretty close like he's booked Roman he's booked like he's booked like the fucking he's booked like Roman reigns in the first year out of the shield where it was like no 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 and they kept saying yes 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 and he was on the peripheries and now it's just gone insane where it's like, Roman Reigns is the new Hulk Hogan. No, he's not. Your ratings are falling and your profit margins are dropping and you're basically just becoming a content provider for a cable network that at some point yeah. will also stop paying you because they'll be like, wait a minute, we're giving you how much money and we could just be putting on law and order repeats? Get the fuck out of here. Like, it's so <laughs> stupid.
1: Yeah, wrestling's a weird thing because it's a low-end live thing. Like, people think they need to see it live. But, I mean, no one really needs thinks they need to see it live anymore because they're just because um it's not that it, it's not as interesting as it was, also the people they they have an aging um aging viewership as well, like they don't like no young person watches wrestling. it's all guess, still guys our age who are like, uh, "I guess I won't have kids, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I'm the baby forever, Ch- children,
0: no. In 1993, his final WCW match came July 11th, day after my birthday, uh, where he uh, pinned Stupid. Wrecking Crew Fury, my favorite of all the WCW gimmicks. <laughs> this entire man's so dangerous. He's an angry demolition
1: crew. They had an entire building site worth of gimmicks because they also had Roadblock.
0: Oh, yeah. Ice Train. I'll never forget about Ice Train. Oh, man. It's a train that's on ice.
1: <laughs> Remember Fire and Ice? I'm and Scott Norton.
0: Oh, yeah. And even though, by the way, they never said, like, was Scott Norton ever called, like, Hot Scott Norton or Fire Scott Norton?
1: <laughs> hot Scott Norton. I love the idea of Hot Scott Norton.
0: Well, it makes sense. He's hot. Also, hot how God. how crazy is Scott Norton that ev- that every wrestler says he's the toughest wrestler that was in WCW? Like, all of them are like, that guy was tough. They're like, it was, he, like, uh,
1: you, it was Ming, it was then uh, Scott Norton. Champion.
0: I knew that, really? but it's still like, yeah. That everyone was like, don't fuck with those two guys.
1: Well, yeah, because Scott Norton couldn't look scarier.
0: Also, Scott Norton, by the he way, when he like, was in North yeah. Korea, when, for some reason, Antonio Inoki promoted a card that WCW went to, that Ric Flair mm-hmm. was on, Scott Norton was on the undercard, and apparently like one of the North Korean officials was like, uh, America is bad. And Muhammad Ali was also there, and he already had said, like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they're like, oh, Jesus. And then Scott Norton was like, This place sucks, and then they just took away his phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This place sucks. You don't fucking you don't fucking fuck around with Hot Scott Norton.
0: Yeah. Oh, is he hot to look at? No. Um. Then Van Hammer leaves the WCW and goes to greener pastures in the WWF in 1993. He worked one match against Damian Demento that was never aired on television.
1: Of course, they were like, "Oh, this guy. You know how." crazy 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 like bad you have to be as a wrestler in 1993 to look like he looked and not get a contract yeah just a Vince man look he would be like no well real time but it probably was uh lex luger was the reason because this is 93 so they have lex luger and van hammer is nothing if not like a lex luger lookalike
0: yeah he's like a, if anything he would be i would call him a shitty lex luger which is very insulting. That's like being called like, he's like
1: Hitler, but anti-Semitic. It's like, oh my god! So Lex Luger's Crush Cream Soda and uh, Van Hammer's Fago, pretty much.
0: That's a great point. Also, uh... If you see a can of Orange Crush, bring it back from Canada for me.
1: Oh, well, I'll bring your can of shut the fuck up back for you, buddy.
0: No, you won't, no, you won't. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. We are miraculously halfway through Van Hammer's career and have talked for half an hour. Let's talk. Yep. Let's talk a break. Let's take a br- fuck. Let's take a break.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a break, fucker. Aha. Uh-huh, you uh-huh. fucking idiot.
0: Fuck you. Fuck you. You can fuck twice to do Van Halen's eruption. That song's a minute long.
1: Ha <laughs> ha you come quick. Nope. I can fuck 3 times to it cuz I'm efficient. I, I, I talked to your
0: I talk to your wife. She says the following about your sexual performance. We don't do that cuz he does it weird. He doesn't use the vagina.
1: <laughs>
0: he just likes to wiggle his dick in the air around my vagina and then he just blasts a thin, uninteresting load. Unoppos- as to mine, which huge, are not, yeah, Huge, that's huge,
1: huge fucking loads. When please. I jizz,
0: it's been described as, has, did someone drop an entire can of cream of mushroom soup but with no water added onto my belly?
1: When I jizz, people say, well, which great lake is that? And I say, oh, Superior. <laughs> Mine's Michigan. No, oh. no, it isn't, John. All right, <laughs> I'm going to go probably take about 17 hours and have sex with my wife because... um.
0: That- that's not true. First of all, your wife does not have sex with you. She does. No, she all doesn't. Time. No, she doesn't. She goes, "No, thank you."
1: She said. All the I- time, she does.
0: She said, "I did at the wedding for a visa. Now I don't in the bedroom
1: because of <laughs> you." No. Oh yeah. Well, that's what opposite day said. All right, we're gonna continue this riveting uh radio show after the fucking break. It's called the podcast, you moron. Radio. Oh hey everybody. Go buy our albums at dylanagott.com. djohnhastings.com. Rate and subscribe to the Wrestler Review. And we're on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review.
0: Remember, every other podcast sucks my asshole. Dylan. Hey, you're listening to the fabulous Freebirds of internet comedy podcasts about wrestling. I'm P.S. Michael Hayes Hastings, and he's... Jimmy Jam Garvin in that one of us is going bald and the other one has no problems.
1: <laughs> oh, not true. WCW not true in at all. Ni- WCW in
0: 1993. Uh, welcome back, Van Hammer. He has an arm wrestling challenge against future governor and now noted dickbag, v- Jesse Ventura.
1: Um, what did Ventura do? This is annoying. What did he do? Yeah, I mean, he did have that if we do... We'll do a Jesse Ventura episode and I delight... Because I'm not putting in any Jesse Ventura promos. I'm not putting in any Jesse Ventura commentary. I am just putting that episode of Jesse Ventura conspiracy theory where he talks about manimals. Half man, half animals that the government is producing to is try that and what kill it, everyone.
0: Is that when he tries to go to the CDC control island... The CDC control island that's... um off of long island and they're like you can't go there we'll shoot your boat down like it's a super contaminated site you can't go there and he's like i am a governor
1: (laughs) that's all of them it's essentially him going into like empty parking lots of government buildings and then someone's like uh sir can you please not uh stand there um to the government building like at midnight and he's like, Why won't you let me in? I want the answers, gorilla. Um so, I that's just the uh, entire thing.
0: Also what I love is that any wrestling person like is that what
1: Jesse Ventura is like? They're like, Yep, that's what he was always like. <laughs> Yeah, of course he was. He was in. An- he was a Navy Seal. Um, I was a Navy so- Seal,
0: a governor, a fighter. Also, uh, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> the reason why they implied that Sergeant Slaughter burned a flag is because Jesse Ventura was like, "It's legal now. Let's burn a flag." And they, for some reason, were like, "Yeah, we should listen to the guy who's wearing a a multicolored leather jacket." <laughs>
1: Who's guy? Who's a guy who's dressed like what? Like a small town dad thinks a hippie is. Like I don't know, just I lo- like uh, a bandana and then some leather with tie dye. Also, Jesse
0: Ventura on an episode or on a podcast where he was talking about his new book about how he likes weed, uh, admitted that he does not know how to cook any type of food. <laughs> I love weed and I hate cooking. He <laughs> That's he's like very, I very very good. I don't know how to do that. My wife does that. If she's not around, I just go to a restaurant. It's just like, what the fuck That's is so wrong funny, with That's so
1: funny, man. That's so funny. Um, but they were pushing Van Hammer for a bit in this weird thing where they push Van Hammer. They put him in an arm. Uh, yeah,
0: a- for some reason they decided that he's an arm wrestler, so they just put him in a shit. T- they, this lasts, by the way, two e- like oh like end of ninety three all the way through to ninety five. No, the beginning of ninety five. They keep putting him in. Um, arm wrestling matches, like he end like the last one is in February of '95 against Max Muscle. Um, it's fun, and it's the weirdest it's, gimmick. Like what arm wrestling? By the way, was another staple of the Attitude Era, where for some reason they'd have people arm wrestle and then you just knew that table was getting fucking knocked over and shit like that. Like it was ridiculous.
1: That was a but that was a thing that was just part of his character at this point now, because it was the only thing that kind of got over was having him win arm wrestling matches. So. He comes out, arm wrestle, and then he's about to win, but then the guy fucking interferes with everything. Mid 90s, in the 90s was a lot. I haven't, I don't remember an arm wrestling angle since like maybe Mark Henry and Big Show or something like that. Like, there's very few arm wrestling angles nowadays. Like, you imagine. because I guess the like, people are smaller. Like, who gives a shit if, like, oh, Dean Ambrose and The Miz are arm wrestling? <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Why don't you get someone who's actually big in there and just beat them both? Sheamus could beat both of them in an arm wrestle at the same time.
0: You feel? You, I'm right in saying that Dean Ambrose is going to die young, right? Like, he's going to be dead at, like, 40?
1: Sure. Like, he just I don't has know anything about the man personally, but...
0: He has that kind of face where I'm just like, yeah, you're going to be dead. Like, he's the kind of guy that it's just like, what did he die of? He had eleven quaaludes up his asshole, and he was trying to hammer them with what? A giant Vicodin. Oh, all right, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, he um, he's a good man. Not true. I feel bad, bad that he's getting. I feel bad that he's getting booked like this, and everyone's like, "Oh, Diemers is so fucking corny." When he was like in CZW and you stab him, he was in like stab him in the neck matches. The yeah. winner gets stabbed in the neck. That's what you get if you win.
0: Was he John Moxley or John Mosley? Moxley. Yeah, like, it's also just like, I completely agree. But the problem also is is that in any interview, like, part of the reason why his push got canned is because he did that Stone Cold podcast where he literally comes across like such an asshole. <laughs> of course he does. Like, it starts because off... as he's
1: s- probably a piece of shit.
0: Like, Stone Cold tries to be nice to him, and he's just like, so you like country music? And he's like, yeah, I like all kinds of music. What, what Why do you care? And it's like fuck you man like that the guy who sat across from you on that table is the reason why that company is still there the only reason it's still there is that man
1: right there yeah but you still kind of gotta be in character or something right oh hey how are you this is dean ambrose there thank you for having me on the podcast i brought my egg salad Why
0: oh, i do an impression That's of roddy roddy piper no that is what i want i just want roddy piper to hang out with stone cold but that's never going to happen because for some reason they don't like each other.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, one of them is dead. Which one? Uh, not- <laughs> I'm fucking funny. Van Hammer essentially had a career because WCW had like three rotating shows that were just content filler. Yeah. Because Main WCW event Saturday Night and WCW Pro.
0: And, WCW, and don't forget WCW Worldwide, their syndicated show. Yeah, that's true. That's very like, true. If you had TBS in the mid 90s, WCW
1: was on three different times. It was a great time. Oh. And he got to like and Van Hammer was like this weird he's also very symbolic cuz he's this weird he's this weird symbol of the fact that they've gone completely national and now we're trying to go world because they sign this dude who has no wrestling pedigree and they don't really slap a southern gimmick on him. Like he doesn't, he doesn't have trunks and cowboy boots on and not give a shit. You know? Yeah. He's, he's their ninety-one. He's signed by the, the herd regime. You know what I mean? Like they never really give him a chance, and they just give him with these shitty fucking gimmicks. And of course, who's gonna care anyway if he comes in making so much goddamn money? He like was a rookie and then immediately got of really sought-after contract, and started winning matches on television. Like, you can't do this to people. They need some time to learn. But also, he got to beat people like Dirty Dick Slater, which is like, how come there's no Dirty Dick Slaters anymore? You know? Just bad Bobby Miller. You is know?
0: Dick Slater the one who was just in the KKK, or is that Dick Murdoch?
1: Oh, that was Dick Murdoch. But we can Damn look at Dick Slater. I'm sure there's like... Oh, I bet you Dick I Slater... Think- Dick Slater
0: probably didn't disagree with Dick Murdoch, but like, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's an old man. Um, I'm sure he's. Uh... The, oh, this is the other thing I wanted to bring up. This is also because WCW had such a uh, John, crazy. Just one, sec, just one sec. Okay. Just one sec. Uh, dick Slater is on probation right now for stabbing his girlfriend. Continue. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Stabbing means with a knife, not with his DR. Yeah, like the way I stab
0: ladies, and you don't, because you don't have a di- you don't have a knife, Dick. You have. A... I
1: stab women. Are you a woman yet? That's what I asked. So eventually he joins
0: the flock. Hmm. Now, okay, for those of you who don't remember who Raven is before he became the Raven of Now, which is a bloated guy wearing shirts that only a dude who still parties wears. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Raven I was like based... the idea Yeah.
0: Go ahead. No, you go ahead.
1: Oh I just like how uh wrestling thinks go- like goths are. Like they oh. think grunge is a go- <laughs> Thank also you also a- goth and like kink. You know what I mean? Like it's just like Van Hammer clearly was one on the forefront of pegging. Like that was his character, was he was one of the <laughs> first guys to be pegged, and <laughs> and Kidman is addicted to heroin. Yeah, and Saturn just is is straight edge, I think. But he was not his, straight edge. Was not, he, not yeah, in real life. Not in real, not not in real life at all. <laughs> no. And Raven's just like yeah, like a cult leader.
0: Yeah. And, like, Raven, ECW, early ECW Raven, up until when he goes to WCW, is the best part of ECW by far. Because everyone goes, like, oh, Paul Heyman's such a genius. The angle was Tommy Dreamer was cool at summer camp, and he knew a fat kid named Raven for no reason, and now they're in this place together, and they're going to beat each other up. The fat girl was named Beulah McGillicuddy. Now Raven fucks her. And that was their feud. (laughs) And it was so intense and awesome. The match where Tommy Dreamer, like, wins is one of the loudest it's up there with Dean Malenko revealing himself to like Y2J like such a crazy loud crowd reaction it's so fucking nuts and then Raven comes to WCW and starts getting the flock around him and that's basically like his fucking you know band of mitzvahs. but the thing with it is they're supposed to be bad guys and I'm sure in the south they were it's like long-haired ears. but as a kid i was like these guys are cool they all look <laughs> Yeah like exactly some, like like, older punk rockers. I was too naive to figure out that Kidnam was supposed to be on heroin. I didn't like Van Hammer because they kept pointing out he had a nipple ring, and that really bugged the shit out of me. He, uh,
1: yeah, he had a see-through shirt. I don't think you can really make it as a wrestler if you're trying to be intimidating and have a see-through mesh shirt on. Man, the
0: 90s were the worst in some aspects. Because it's also, this is the time of, like, see-through mesh
1: shirts. The
0: widest
1: pants. (laughs) Yeah, pants where the pockets are so long. Everyone go look up
0: Finger Eleven and look at the way they used to fucking dress. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Do you remember Finger Eleven, Dylan? Was that one of your favorite bands?
1: Yeah, it was. They got me.
0: Um, Do you think about going above? In above,
1: above... <laughs> uh, no, I don't know that song at all. I fuck women all the time. Instead Not of true. Lis- listening to a band that's name is one of those ones where it's like loud silence or whatever. Yeah, shoes beat for your hands. <laughs> Van Hammer's special because he leaves the flock and uh, then begins. What other musical? No, 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 I no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. You are wrong. He doesn't leave the flock. He is freed from the flock when Perry Saturn uh grants them all his freedom. By uh, finally beating Raven beating Ra- in a match, which by the way was a great fucking angle of Saturn loses in a le- loser leaves the flock match. Yeah, goes crazy and starts wearing a dress all the time. Yeah, um, and then eventually Julie regains his sanity and beats Raven. It's fucking great. Highly recommend it. Also Perry Saturn before the drugs really took hold. Very interesting
1: guy. Perry Saturn um really was the, I guess he kind of had to be there, but he was like he was really over just because he fucking. He looks so intimidating, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. And also, by the way, no one talks about this. A big advocate for shooting meth really makes it sound like a great time.
1: <laughs> Is he actually like, you know what? I have no teeth and I wouldn't change a thing.
0: No, he's like like fully rehabbed now, but he's like, I don't blame anyone who gets addicted to that. And it's like, I love, I love junkies like that where they're just like, like there was this comic Andy Zap who I haven't seen for years over here and he's been clean for 40 years. And he was a junkie, and he was like, listen, anyone who's an alcoholic is just stupid. Just do heroin. It's way better. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like, you'll be just as dirty and gross and reviled by society, but you don't care. That's That's so funny.
1: And also, please don't do heroin, anyone listening. Everyone
0: do heroin. Everyone do heroin and email Dylan and say, I'm doing this because you won't.
1: But People who do heroin can't email. Yes, they can. That's true. No, they can't. They can't figure it out. we yeah. too much heroin, John. Oh, I'm not. Not
0: everyone's like you, Dylan, and a goddamn Moorish asshole. Moorish.
1: Yeah. One of the Moors.
0: No, just someone who likes to eat a lot of something that's good. Oh, you mean
1: Pase? Yeah, 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 yo, 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 So Van Hammer, after leaving, being fleed from the flock, he uh, adopts a hippie gimmick. Yeah, he does. It's, it's real bad. Bad. <laughs> it's really like, fucking bad.
0: Cause he doesn't look like a hippie. He looks like a soldier no, who's yeah. infiltrated the yippies to be like, "I'm <laughs> gonna crush these long-haired fucks. <laughs> Peace and love, and black people are fine with me, everybody." Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Also, if you look at oh, two look men for, are kissing. That doesn't make me want to fucking kill. Yeah. Oh also, wait, it does.
0: What's great is he then becomes a heel by saying he's no longer a pacifist how could you be a pacifist if your job
1: is fighting people for a living you fucking idiot <laughs> i am not a pacifist everyone's like what david van hammer i would love to know who wrote his storylines it was just someone like i don't like this guy how do i write his career so that no one gives a fuck about anything
0: i think partly it's something that just comes out of the fact that he's just like yeah yeah put him yeah give him, give him something i guess like
1: he, they probably were just like oh yeah that guy's here so he's a hippie and then he's just van hammer and the special thing is like i was saying he's huge so he's too big to effectively even have in job matches so it's like why why don't you just let him uh, be thrown around like he can't be thrown around really by anyone like butt goldberg you know, and then the less someone gets thrown around. Part B, if they do get thrown around, then it has a bigger impact, obviously. But I don't know. They're just also just filling time, and this was like, who gives an f, right? He's lo- he's lost. I don't. I would love to s- uh, see if he's uh, been a hardcore champion. Because uh, if he hasn't, how do you get through eight? A- years in wcw without winning a belt like that's almost heroic he
0: has never won a championship belt Um, that's insane his accomplishments according to wikipedia are he was 112th in the pwi 593 and 402nd in 2003 his only two appearances he is the jesse ventura strongest arms and wrestling winner and most embarrassing wrestler 1991, according to the Wrestling
1: Observer. (laughs) (laughs) Most embarrassing. (laughs) They invented an award for him. That's terrifying.
0: Yeah, they invented an award for you. Anyway, in 2000, he participated in a 41-man battle royal wide, no one fucking knows, for the World Heavyweight Championship, and then joined the Misfits in action as Major Stash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Private
1: Stash, but then he... Legit, this is this is the kind of uh, this is the kind of um, <laughs> that what Sway Van Hammer has in the back. He want he wanted they wanted to make it private stash so the joke would make sense. And uh, instead they said a major stash.
0: Yeah, because he didn't want to be the the most lowest ranked wrestler, uh uh in the fucking in the fucking stable. He then his final match in WCW against the Demon. For those of you who don't remember the Demon, it was the <laughs> kiss was the theme. Work. Yeah, Dale Torborg, he was the fucking uh, Kiss-themed wrestler that for some reason they had in, uh, for like, he was there for so long, and actually a really good wrestler.
1: Also, uh, here's two great things about Van Hammer. Number one, when he was Major Stash, he did not have a mustache. Number two, when he turned heel, he wore a singlet that just had the word peace and a big cross, circled with a cross through it. No peace. No. No
0: he did independence until about 2003 is subsequently retired where hopefully he has a job possibly at a Steve's music
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope that he's a really not helpful uh I hope he doesn't do anything in music I really hope he didn't do anything he he uh also lost to Thrasher in an indie thing which I think is very very apt yeah because thre- the Mosh and Thrasher, a much, much, much better version of the Van Hammer gimmick.
0: I would say the Headbangers are probably the best music-themed wrestling thing ever. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'll just say that. <laughs> Dylan, best, yeah, thing ha- I mean, <laughs> Dylan best, best thing
1: about Van Hammer... I mean, who cares?
0: Dylan, best thing about Van Hammer...
1: Better Man. than Honky Tonk Man? He's better than Honky Tonk Man.
0: Oh, uh, no, Honky Tonk Man, you're right. Honky Tonk Man number one... Headbangers number two Number three You and me
1: I'll tell you the best thing About Van Hammer that they tra- He trained the Briscoe brothers Mark Holy Brisco shit brothers. He trained them So so that's it That's the best thing uh, I don't no. even know I need to elaborate on that The best thing about him Is other people No the best thing about other him Is the moment or, he shot or. Confetti
0: at Cactus Jack With his guitar That's the best thing ever
1: <laughs> I mean that's great Yeah He trained
0: them damn boys that's fucking crazy
1: he uh yeah i mean van Hammer's just
0: a really good um how did he train really- them did, did he literally be like all right here's one of my matches
1: do nothing that i did they were like yeah he was like here's a hammerlock and i fell asleep what happened where are all my coins oh you stole my coins and they were like we, <laughs> you trained us <laughs> you stole- no i wanted my coins Uh, I had probably, what's the worst thing about Van Hammer, John? I haven't
0: watched any of his promos, but I'm going to say, I I could say promos. I'm going to say the signet that had peace with the fucking X through it was just so stupid.
1: There's a lot of really good things about Van Hammer. I want to say his, I think the major thing that really made people not like Van Hammer was just he was very, very boring. He's just boring. He's not even that bad execution wise as a wrestler yeah he's, like he's not like the great Cali or anything like he's not like falling over and like fucking his promos are just him yelling it's like he got the message across and everything he just sucked like he's just boring and shitty
0: i still like the great Cali though i don't know no one else does but i'm just like ah fuck it he's great
1: oh no the great Cali is better than van hammer no questions even with the fact that he cannot speak he just screams uh he just screams stuff and can't move or take a bump really it's still better than van hammer because True. van hammer is just so boring yeah i'm sleepy
0: i'm van hammer more like van fucking bedtime
1: no nice. sleep
0: till van hammer's match guys that's funny my,
1: my name's john
0: hastings no it isn't
1: yeah. lying his name's come dumpster rick <laughs> Oh, oh. oh!
0: Dylan just came, so you know what that means. The rest of the review is done this week. We actually said we would do just under an hour on Van Hamer, and for the first time in the history of this program, who's Van
1: Hamer? Uh, I don't who's know who are you. I'm Dylan. No, you're not. Come dumpster, Rick. I'm not. Come com- to our shows in Edinburgh, Scotland,
0: August the second to the twenty-eighth. John Hastings, nine fifteen. Bunker 2 at the Pleasants. Dylan got
1: 5.30. Ooh, do you want to go into a bunker? Does that sound How fun? about you stop? Fuck, fuck you. Is fuck Anne you. Frank fuck in you, the bunker? Show. Fuck Anne you, Free Frank Show. Is Anne Frank in the bunker?
0: My name's John. I actually value my career under, like, fat fuck Dylan, who's performing in the long room, which isn't even fucking a room. It's a fucking, it's an open space where homeless men fuck, and he'll be there no, telling jokes while his wife tries to divorce him.
1: Yeah, but I'll never accept that divorce. <laughs> I'll never accept that divorce. Not Sorry. accepted. Not accepted. Sorry, shining. honey. Not accepted. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to be one of those guys. Um, yeah, so if you want to see uh, John Bomb or me kill, come to our shows. August. Make sure, make sure you come on August. 2nd of the 28th, the... Bunker 2, inside Schindler's Listville or whatever. Uh, and I'm at Cab Voltaire, Long Room, 515.
0: Nope. Uh, don't, 515 don't,
1: go don't go to that. 27th. Don't go to that. What time is your show? 915. Pleasance. Nine fifth Pleasants Pleasance Courtyard. Bunk- hunker courtyard. in your bunker. Hunker Everyone in your bunker.
0: Everyone hunker in the bunker. Don't go to cab vault. Everyone knows that they will give your kids poison.
1: <laughs> give your kids poison. All right. For Come Dumpster Direct, I'm Alpha, Cool Guy, Weed Smoking Dylan. Bye-bye. Bye! Well, Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Schiavone is standing by in the locker room area. With a man that won the strongest arm competition, Heavy Metal Van Hammer. This should be an outstanding contest when Hammer and Atlas meet this Wednesday. Live at the Clash of the Champions. Let's go back now to Tony Schiavone. All right, gentlemen And congratulations,
0: tremendous win for Heavy Metal Van Hammer. This Wednesday night, it's Thunder Cage. You're one of eight men. Come dressed as you are. The biggest street fight. Not only that, you and Tony Atlas to decide the strongest arm once and for all. Hey,
1: the excitement is filling the air in America
0: because this Wednesday. The biggest street fight ever hits Milwaukee and it's Thunder Cage, and I'm in it. But before I walk in that cage, I gotta walk up to an arm wrestling table and take on Tony Atlas, who's been whining about not getting a shot at me. I've climbed the mountain,
1: I'm WCW's strongest arm champ, and now he wants to take me on. You're getting your chance at the Clash of Champions, Atlas. I'm bringing a lot of bass
0: and a lot of treble. And I'm going to pump up the volume and blow out your speakers. No question, heavy metal Van Hammers ready for this Wednesday's Clash of the Champions. Z-Man and Johnny an next on TV.